Gnorman, bring me my armor. KB5JBV. Uh, some of you know me, some of you don't, but that's fine because I'm here whether you like it or not. <laughs> oh, there's been so much stuff going on. So much stuff going on. I have been really, really busy. I uh, reached down and pulled one of the old shows out of the uh, archive and been trying to get it reposted a little bit. Uh, apparently, people kind of like that kind of stuff. Um, I really didn't think it'd go more than uh, a few episodes, and uh, turns out that uh, there's a call for it. So, we'll be checking into that a little bit more. Uh, it is not amateur radio related for my faithful followers, uh, but we will uh, we will see how that progresses. Um, don't want to get too far into it. So this time around, like I said, there's been a whole lot of stuff going on. Been fighting the radio. Um, uh, here in a minute, I'm gonna going to offer up a lament for uh, something else that happened. I've been talking to some folks on the air and that kind of stuff. The club building has kind of fallen apart at the moment. And sadly, most of all, is the fact that a friend of mine, and believe it or not, we're, uh, what is it, seven months in, six months in, on the uh, pandemic, quote, and I finally now know someone who has contracted it, uh, amateur radio operator I've known for quite a few years, so, uh, Neil, we hope you get better soon, buddy, and maybe we'll talk about that a little more in a minute. So first up, I want to talk for a minute about uh, uh, experience I had. Um, Y'all know that back in the day, we had uh, multiple shows going on. Uh, one of them I've recently pulled out of mothballs and uh, am getting reposted. Uh, another one I left uh, the show and it continued on and still continues on to this day um now all my children are important to me whether it's resonant frequency or richard's radio adventures or even the recently reintroduced strangely enough and they're all important to me they're like my children uh I watch them uh, be born, watch them grow and flourish, well, sort of. 
uh, strangely enough, really didn't flourish much because the uh, fellow I had as a co-host really, he couldn't get with the times. He uh, felt that Windows was the operating system to be with. <laughs> right. Only if you're working in an office. So, I've been spending time on the one that's still in production. Uh, gone over and visited a few times and that kind of stuff. And the last time I was on there, I was feeling a little bit bad about the fact that uh, the gentleman who kind of filled my chair kind of got squeezed out of uh, the conversations that were going on. Now, admittedly, there was uh, a really good discussion going on about a piece of software that's available for uh, people who use Linux for uh, HF operation, and I wanted to find out more, and there were questions in the chat room that were not getting answered, so I made a point of making sure they got answered. And I was feeling bad. I felt like I had squeezed this guy out. Now, he's not the gentleman I originated the program with. Uh, but, uh, well, let's, let's put it this way. I felt like I had squeezed him out or that I had uh, stolen his thunder. So the following morning, because I had been feeling about it, uh, feeling bad about it, I went ahead and, uh, and sent the gentleman an email. Now, he and I really don't know each other. We've talked for a few minutes here and there, but uh, he's, not, he's not as close as myself and my loyal followers. Or even the guys that I spent plenty of time with, with various clubs, organizations, uh, national organizations, that kind of stuff over the years. You know, I've talked about my friends that have passed, Henry Allen, uh, Whit Griffith, some of the others. And, you know, I was pretty tight with them guys. In fact, when I do show up on the air on the right repeater or the right HF frequency, uh, there are people there that still know my name. You know, I've been net control for worked all state station, uh, nets, and I've been an assistant section manager for the ARRL. Uh, I've been club president of one club. I've been part of other activities at other clubs. I mean, my history's pretty colorful. You know, I was even a rock star on NTS and, uh, in MCOM operation for a while. Sorry, got a little bit dry. So, I've got all this stuff behind me, including three podcasts that I originated, or at least helped originate. And, you know, I, I can't help it. I feel somebody somewhere ought to show me a little bit of respect. It doesn't have to be much. Because I've done a lot of stuff. And I've helped a lot of hams become better hams. Because even though Resonant Frequency only ran about 53, 54 episodes, 
it was packed with information that I've been told over the years has really helped a lot of people. So I'm not going to go on about this too much. Let me let me finish the story. What ended up happening is uh, on this other show, they have uh, a separate show they do along the lines of the main show, but it basically does a, a weekend roundup of um, special event stations that are going to be on the air, contests that are going on, stuff like that. But there's also a couple of other segments where, uh, and uh, I kind of like the way it's phrased, uh, where they focus a little on heathenism. Uh, <laughs> everybody knows at the bottom of my soul, I'm a heathen. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, they discuss things like, uh, you know, kind of lifestyle stuff. There's... Uh, Occasionally, uh, a recipe to be offered out for the whales out there that might be interested, or even the guys that might be interested. Um, there's another segment where they discuss uh, particular liqueurs and that kind of stuff. You know, kind of highbrow stuff for, uh, you know, us slow-petted uh, amateur radio operators. But it adds a touch of class, and I kind of like it. However, it was intimated in this email that uh, I probably didn't belong on the main show. That uh, I was probably better suited to talk about uh, drinking and cupcakes. And that just did not settle well with me. Now for that particular gentleman, if he's listening, I was a Cub Scout. Uh, I dropped out before I made Boy Scouts, got old enough to be a Boy Scout. And I understand that's important. However, in this particular case, you're living in a house I helped build. And if I want to come on that show and fart for an hour and a half, well, it's kind of up to the other gentleman on the show to make the call. I'm not happy. Right now, I have a show in production. I have a show in reruns. I take it back. I have two shows in reruns. Uh, I have an active YouTube channel. And I have more amateur radio experience than you ever thought about. So... That was a direct message, y'all. Don't get too scared. The uh, Knowing Richard, the way most of you do, the one, my faithful listeners, the ones that have been keeping up with my exploits over the years, y'all know that, uh, you know, I'm the kind of guy, if somebody makes me mad, I'll take a gallon of gas over their trailer house and uh, have me a bonfire. But, as I said before, I love my children, and I highly respect the man that uh, started that particular podcast with me. I respect him. I respect his woman. And uh, once again, this fella, he's living in a house I helped build. So instead of going to war, 
a destructive war that would probably damage uh, that child of mine beyond repair. I've decided to back out and I'm going to let it run its course. Apparently I'm not needed and that's fine because I have this show. The other show will be going back into production. Uh, we made that decision weeks ago. The other show that I pulled out of archives, if it continues to get the response it's getting, it will go back into production. In a lot better form because there were only eight episodes and they were all done on a USB headset. So the YouTube channel is starting to pick up. The strangely enough is starting to uh, attract a few people. I put out two episodes, the first two episodes, and they're already topping the list for download. <clears throat> Sorry, barnacles for the uh, things that have been looked at or downloaded over the last 20 days over at the website. And I really think I might jump back off into that a little bit because that's my weird little thing. That's why uh, y'all hear me talking about uh, talking to people like Gene Steinberg over to Paracast. Uh, uh, sharing emails with Linda Moulton Howe and others in that particular community. It's probably not the thing for a lot of you amateur radio operators, but, you know, you might as well go check it out. So, um, needless to say, I want to see my child flourish. And I have a huge amount of respect for the man that... Uh, kept things going after I had to leave because life got in the way. And now we've rambled on about that for a while. Uh, I will say one more thing. Go out and start your own damn podcast if you think you're so good. And I guarantee you, everybody out there knows that I am better and more suited for something other than talking about cupcakes and drinking. Now, let us get back to the ongoing story of the MD-380UV. The MD-380UV, we finally were able to resurrect it. Um, we got it back working again. Uh, we found some external software that would help us manipulate the various databases in the code plug. And we're starting to make headway. We still have a major issue though. I can't get the user database to load into the radio and then have it show me names and call signs. Which I've been hitting the head a lot, y'all. Y'all know this. I've been hitting the head a lot, and I don't remember things the way I the way I should. So, what ends up happening is I'll talk to somebody, and if I don't talk to them three or four times, I can't remember their name and call sign. Right now, the people I've talked to since I've been on DMR, 
that I can remember their names and call signs is there's Cliff, uh, W5PEX, there's N5OAI, I think. See, I'm having trouble with his call sign. His name is Mike. He lives out in uh, Paris, Texas. And then another gentleman down in Corsicana whose name eludes me, name and call sign eludes me at the moment. So if any of you guys, anybody out there, guys or gals, I probably should be more PC about that. Um, and ladies, please understand, I come from a time when amateur radio was predominantly men. And if they weren't men, they were men. If that makes any sense. But <clears throat> if any of you folks out there, you can contact me at kb5jbv at gmail.com. I have a resonant frequency group over on Facebook. I have a resonant frequency page over at Facebook. I am also on Facebook. I have Twitter, which I really don't check that much. Please try not to use that one if you can avoid it. Um... I mean, there's multiple ways to get a hold of me. I could really use the help. You know, I bricked this thing because I used a piece of software that said it was safe. And what it ended up, do ended up doing was locking the thing up so that I couldn't use it for a long time. <laughs> and then I decided to use Richard's... Uh, diagnostic process and I have you know that Richard's diagnostic process not only works on radios it works on cars washing machines uh, kittens small children and bugs okay and it's basically boils down to this I'm at the point that the thing's not working if I try something that pops into my head, it may never work again. However, it's not working now. So if I break it and it doesn't work anymore, then I haven't lost anything. And that's been my philosophy. Boy, you would have hated to have me working on your cars with that, <laughs> that particular philosophy. And for those of you who uh, are new to our show or new to uh, the whole resonant frequency thing, um, I had to leave Linux in the ham shack at episode 100. Uh, my parents had passed away. Uh, we were having money problems. I had gone into the car business as far as uh, working back end in the shop. I was spending a lot of time in training and all that good stuff, and I really couldn't be there for every show. So I went ahead and gave them three episodes and then backed away. And I will be backing away again. And this causes me a great deal of despair. But back to the MD380. Um, and it appears on the MD380 that I can get the user database into the radio but for some reason I can't get it to work like it's supposed to uh, show me names and call signs 
I don't even care where they are. Just show me some names and call signs, because I really hate jump, skirting around not calling somebody by name or not being able to repeat their call sign back if, uh, if needed. So, y'all get in touch with me if you have any idea. I know there's a lot of bright young DMR users out there that can help me out with this. Okay, so the next thing we're going to move to is I recently ordered a $5 uh, item from Amazon. Now, you're probably thinking to yourself, what has this got to do with amateur radio? Well, I'll tell you. Um, a lot of us order stuff through Amazon. And it's parts or that kind of stuff. It's, you know, little bitty things that we need to pursue our radio. Now, that doesn't seem like a whole lot. And I know you guys, I mean, let's put it this way. I've ordered uh, adapters so I can plug my handhelds into... Um, quarter wave antennas, mag mounts, that kind of stuff. You know, I've uh, ordered batteries for radios, uh, headsets, stuff like that. And, you know, the whole point is that not only have I ordered radio stuff from Amazon, I've ordered other stuff, videos, all that kind of stuff. But it just irritates me when it comes down to the radio side because in this particular case, it shouldn't have been the problem that it was. So, the item in question was a micro USB to USB adapter so that I could try to put an external... Um, Wi-Fi adapter on one of my PiStar MM DVM hotspots for DMR. Sounds pretty simple. You know, take one of these little, uh, uh, what is it, uh, 802.11n adapters I've got, plug it into an adapter, plug it into the hotspot, program it a little bit, and boom. I really don't see taking the uh, antenna, the Wi-Fi antenna, which is on these, which is on the board of the hat, putting it on the top of on the top of a Pi Zero, and then putting a metal case around it. Oh my God! You've just put it in a Faraday cage. Holy cow! Well, not necessarily because unless it's got a ground, it's not a true Faraday cage. So. I decided to put an external adapter on it. These adapters were like five bucks. And when I went to order them, I accidentally uh, clicked the, what is it? Uh, the uh, Amazon Prime, you know, free shipping with Amazon Prime. So yeah, I'm going to be turning that off pretty quick because I'm not impressed. So uh, I ordered this thing. Next day delivery. Next day free delivery with Amazon Prime. It said fulfillment by Amazon. So I figured it was coming out of the warehouse 
over here in Dallas. Now, Dallas is 35 miles away. So, the process was that it got shipped. It got shipped from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Now, Tulsa, Oklahoma is about, I don't know, 100, 150 miles away. Okay, for a good driver, he can, he can make that easy in less than eight hours. But it got shipped from Tulsa, Oklahoma to Fort Worth, Texas. Okay. Uh, if downtown Fort Worth is 35 miles from Dallas, that's 70 miles away. Then it got shipped back to Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm not understanding this. But okay. I'm, I'm watching this thing on the, uh, on the uh, tracking as it's going down. So it left Tulsa, Oklahoma and ended up in... Commerce City, Colorado. Commerce City, Colorado. Colorado. Well, then it left there and it went to Vernon, Texas. Now, I have no, I've lived here all my life and I have no idea where Vernon, Texas is. But then it left there and went to the facility in Dallas, Texas. From there, it went to the facility in Arlington, Texas, which is halfway between Dallas which is 35 miles away, and Fort Worth, which is 70 miles away. I mean, it sits right dead center in between the two. From there, get this, kids, it went to Boise, Idaho. Yes, Boise, Idaho. And it went from Boise to Hay Hayburn, also in Idaho. The next stop on our travels has no entry. All it says is a late UPS tra trailer arrival has delayed your delivery. And let's see, it looks like, I don't know, six hours later, it showed up in Salt Lake City, Utah. I hope y'all have your Google Maps out so y'all can, can track this. Because this is absolutely amazing. Salt Lake City, Utah. If I knew it was there, I could have had my granddaughter go down and pick it up. Because that's where she lives in Utah right now. And from there, it went back to Commerce City, Colorado. It came to, uh, ended up after that in Vernon, Texas once more. Went back to Arlington. And from there it got shipped. And I'm going to have to bring up the other copy of this. From there it got shipped to... Sorry about the wait, kids. Yeah, it's not it either. It got shipped to... Ah, look, there it is. I think that's it. No, nope. I have to try it again. There we go. There we go. And I kind of missed out, but at some point, a couple days later, it had made it all the way to San Angelo, Texas. San Angelo, Texas. Okay. <laughs> San Angelo is like almost dead center in the middle of Texas. A um, couple hundred miles away. Then it made it back to Granbury back to Fort Worth, 
then to the uh, distribution center in Mesquite, Texas, my hometown. Now, the distribution, distribution center in Mesquite, Texas is 20 miles away. 20 miles away. However, they did deliver it on the 15th of October. Now, let's uh, go back one more time. And I know y'all are probably falling asleep by now. But we'll get through this pretty quick. And then I'm going to tell you why all this is important. Uh, let's see. Remember, we were using next day delivery with Amazon Prime. So 10 days later, 10 days later, it showed up on my doorstep because it was shipped. The label was, well, it was shipped out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, a couple hundred miles away. Fairly short drive for... Uh, one of their guys and 10 days later after traversing the country it made it here now the reason this is important is some of you guys y'all have the Amazon Prime I have no idea what all is involved in that I understand there's videos and music and flowers and bunny rabbits and all this stuff that goes with it but, if I want to park for my radios, and I'm paying extra for it to be delivered in a timely fashion, and it takes not only 10 days to get here, when it's not coming from China, then I get a little upset. A little upset. Now, admittedly, they got here eventually. And I had, my money had been refunded, so I kind of got them for free. So I really, I, I think they wanted to keep my mouth shut because I got paid off a whole five dollars and something for uh, these adapters that took forever to get here. Now, in the case of a battery, I ordered battery for one of my radios. Battery was here in the day. Um, I've ordered some other stuff that I can get here in a day. And normally, where Amazon is concerned, I use, uh, I go ahead and order something, a little something extra to get my order above $25 so I can get free shipping. And I'm willing to wait three days. However, they have a warehouse in Mesquite, as I said before, and most times, most times, it gets here the next day anyway. So where Amazon is concerned, if you're ordering your parts through them, please be aware that the people are stupid. Completely stupid. Now, I feel for the drivers, but I don't feel for the people that are in charge of routing stuff inside the buildings. So that was probably me ranting about something that y'all don't even care about at all. I need to get it off my chest. You know, it's kind of like uh, people living in your house when uh, you built the damn thing and not having any respect. Just the tiniest bit. Please understand that over the years, uh, I've had jobs. I worked for several companies that did private investigations. So I know way more than I've let y'all know. So let's see if I can find something radio related before we move on. Oh, there is a new video over at YouTube. Uh, 
we're kind of doing a DMR slash Pi-Star hotspot series over there. Uh, we've updated firmware. We've updated uh, operating system. Um, I just put one put a tutorial on there for uh, adding. What did we add? The Brandmeister API which uh, for those of y'all who haven't got it on your hotspots yet it can really help you out because you don't have to go over to Brandmeister to do a bunch of stuff that uh, you can do on your hotspot now we've increased our radio uh, equipment um, I've also uh, well I had a little short clip on that particular video of number two which that's our exper experimental job. He uh, he's had DMR on him. He's had D Star on him. He's had DMR to YSF on him. He's getting a external uh, Wi-Fi adapter, and right now he's even plugged into the emergency backup power, which is a uh, a uh, battery pack that I purchased at one point that actually has little solar panels on it it's kind of cool and uh, you can put it out there in the sun it doesn't charge real fast but I know one day I put it in the car and for those of y'all that have seen the portable video um, I went ahead and put the hotspot in the car put the battery pack in the car took my radio with me and was able to talk on Texas statewide, no, it wasn't Texas statewide. It was 3148, which is North Texas, uh, from my house in Terrell, Texas, to Presbyterian Hospital in downtown Dallas and back. Since it's kind of difficult to get into the MR repeaters around here, even when you're up close enough to get into them. So that's pretty much a wrap-up of what we got going on here. We're still working on these DMR radios. We're still working on the hotspots. I will keep y'all posted as to what's going on. And I really can't think of a whole lot else. So if I can get back where I'm supposed to be on this computer, I think this is going to be a short one. It did not reach the epic length of a resonant frequency of the Amateur Radio Podcast. And I appreciate all of you sticking with me. Like I said, resonant frequency will return. I'm starting to feel like the Garth Brooks of Amateur Radio. <laughs> but uh, I have been looking for locations in the apartment where I can set up the studio again and us get back to it. Like I've said, we all about uh, like I've said more than once, we all about Elmer in one one episode at a time. And even though Richard's Radio Adventures is not so much geared that way, resonant frequency is. And it's gonna take me some time. So last but not least, since I just remembered it. Uh, I told y'all some months ago that we were trying to build a club out here in Kaufman County. And unfortunately, that's kind of fallen apart. Because I initiated that shortly after being laid off or uh, put on hiatus.
from my job at the world-famous House of Blues in Dallas, Texas. And at that time, nobody was going around anybody else because they were afraid they were going to die of COVID. So in the interim, there was no field day to speak of. Uh, yeah, I understand they, they changed rules and all that stuff, but to speak of, there was really no field day. Uh, clubs were not meeting in person, um, all that kind of stuff. And even though I was able to rally the troops and we were able to get things uh, started anyway, and even get a repeater that was owned by a gentleman back on the air here, even though it doesn't function properly. Uh, it's kind of slowed down and dozed off. So, in a few days, I'm going to declare myself the amateur radio club of this county. <laughs> Y'all know I'm full of myself. But uh, the only way I can think to get the thing going is to create the club, make myself king of the club, and get things moving. Because some of the guys I had rallied I haven't heard from in a couple months. So we'll be working on that, and you can look forward to hearing about that, either the next time or the time after that we record. So, y'all go out, you Elmer the new guys, you make sure that you develop some lifelong relationships with the ham radio operator around you. Do all of this stuff because I hate the word hobby where amateur radio is concerned because it's more than that. It's a lifestyle, man. And the people that will know you best are the ones who have that same and it doesn't matter if you're Spanish, white, uh, Asian, it doesn't matter. Even, even, and I hate to say black because you know you don't even know what they're gonna get offended at anymore. But the whole point is, under the skin we all broke, amateur radio operators. And we need to propagate the hobby, bring in the new guys, we need to help the older guys catch up on the new technology. We're going to make it a better, better world and a better, uh, better service. I prefer service. A better service by doing that. So, y'all go out, Elmer some folks, have some uh, good fellowship with these other guys, and I really think that's about all we're going to be able to do this time. So with that, I'm KB5JBB, Richard, Daryl Becky, the voice in the wilderness, and we'll see y'all next time. We gotta go.